You ready? I'm ready. Should I turn it down a little bit? That seems a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll track people outside. They'll come in. Especially when we start chewing into the microphone. That yeah. should be yeah, very yeah. attractive. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Mess All Podcast. <laughs> Thanks to everybody for showing up. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm really excited for this. Um, we're filming live or recording live at the Calgary Expo today. So I'm, like I said, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And not only are we recording live, but we also have a guest, Lexi. Thanks for coming on. You're part of the Dork Matters podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Very excited to be out. Awesome. Awesome. We're happy to have you. Yeah. So shall we beat around the bush here or shall we get right into some of the awesome foods that we have? I'm hungry. Let's get into it. We are going to start with caramel apple soda from Sister, which is from Cicero Craft Sodas. Now I looked up this company and I couldn't find anything about it except for that it's in the town of Cicero outside of Chicago. It's an interesting town. It was named for the famous Roman orator Marcus Tullius Cicero, and I don't know why they would just name it after him. No, no, nothing was mentioned, <laughs> but it's not the best town. It's known for race riots. It's where Al Capone escaped to. There's lots of government scandals. Serial killer John Edward Robinson was from there. It's mentioned in the musical Chicago as a murder location. And Al Bundy gets his hair cut there, <laughs> which I thought was the best fact. <laughs> now, this bottle says Chicago style. No mention what's Chicago style. Chicago style soda is maybe but, it's like thick crust. Well, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> there is a Chicago root beer that uses cane sugar and water from Lake Michigan. I, I don't know if that's what makes it Chicago style, but and we have candy apple soda, and of course, there's lots of stories about where candy apples came from. The most plausible one seems to be that a craft employee named Dan Walker melted some leftover Halloween caramels and dipped apples into it in the 50s. And then about a decade later, Chicago candy shop owner Vito Raimondi made the first caramel apple dipping machine. And now we have it in soda form. Nice. But before we do that, um, we should explain where we're coming up with our theme for this week. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah we yeah. looked at all the guests here. <laughs> And as you can see up on the screen here, the hobbits. So how do we always stretch where we get our <laughs> ideas from? So in the movie Lord of the Rings, they talk about second breakfast and, you know, Aragorn throws an apple over at him a couple of times. And so instead of having just regular apples, we stretch that into caramel apple soda. So, so maybe it's Chicago style because of the color, because of St. Patrick's Day <laughs> in the water. It does look like it. It's very green. So should we give it a try? Yep. That ain't bad. It was a little vanilla-y. Yeah. Mm, it's delicious. <laughs> it's definitely more car. No, I don't know. It's well balanced between the caramel and mm. the apple. It's like those suckers, the caramel apple suckers. Okay. You know, exactly I don't know what the, it tastes like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good though. I I like that one. I feel like it's a sh in a shooter in this little shooter <laughs> solo cup though, but <laughs> mm, I liked it. Yeah. So did I. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation, is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Your Forest. Your Forest is a podcast about the natural world. 
Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all things wild. Find your forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. So what are we off to next year? Next, we have milk duds. We have both original and freeze-dried from Gummy Boutique in Kensington. Do you want to explain why we have milk duds? Well, we have milk duds because from the movie Encino Man, which Brendan Fraser was a part of, he played a character. I don't know if anybody's seen the movie here, but it's going way, way back yeah. to the 90s. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, he plays a character that was getting dug out of a pool, dug by... John Leguizamo, I believe, and, you know, he's on Earth, and they go to a store to get the four main food groups, and the dairy food group was Milk Duds, so if you like John Leguizamo, you probably might like this movie, or not what John if Leguizamo, you like, what yeah, am I talking Polly about? Shore. Shore. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could see the mix-up. <laughs> They're so similar. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a pretty awesome part of the movie, so... Or, which one are we going to try first? Milk We're duds? trying original milk duds, which I don't know if I've ever had. Yeah, I've never had a milk dud before. Yeah. I always thought it was a breakfast cereal. <laughs> it should be. It well, maybe. Be. We'll I mean, see how they are. And anything can be a breakfast cereal. So. We can yes, pour milk yes. on them and see. <laughs> so they've been around since 1928, even though we've never had them. From F. Hoffman and Company of Chicago. Chicago keeps coming up today. What is up with all the Chicago candy? I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. They tried to make... A spherical chocolate cover candy, but they couldn't quite get the shape, so they called them duds. Yeah. <laughs> and milk, obviously, came from the milk chocolate in it. And now it's been owned by Hershey's since 1996, because Hershey's owns everything. Now, it says on the pack that it's they're gluten-free, yes, but they have 30% less fat than leading chocolate bars. <laughs> it doesn't say which bars, just leading chocolate bars <laughs> so they're basically a health food I, i'm touting them as in, in 1971 it was named the official candy of the major league baseball's player association because baseball players pictures were featured on the backs of the boxes and oh, now there's okay. just nutrition facts so let's <laughs> give them a try that's so boring. Why wouldn't they? Like, I want to see more people on the backs of boxes. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Like, keep that up. Yeah. But maybe not baseball players anymore. Like fun people, comic book artists. Yeah. 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 I, I do they still put missing kids on milk containers? <laughs> Thank you. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the closest thing is missing kids. So they're kind of like Rolos. Hmm. But not spherical. More dud shaped. <laughs> yeah. There's, it, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a depressing shape. Like somebody <laughs> has just like taken their thumb and squished it. Mm-hmm. Not as good as a Rolo. I'm kind of, de- I'm kind of sad about it. Dave? Yeah, it's like a low-rent Rolo. Yeah. Sorry, little buddies. Not for me. <laughs> nope. I'm looking forward to the nope. freeze-dried because... Freeze-dried. We've yeah. had freeze-dried stuff in our podcast a couple of times, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but, but we'll give it a try. The, yeah, the caramel is super, <coughs> super sticky, so it could definitely like bite its way out. Yeah, I um, found them a little bit too hard. Like, yeah. It would have been nice if they were a little bit softer. That was way better. Yeah, that one's awesome. They... they the, the flavor is still there, but it's so light and flaky, and it doesn't take so long to eat, if that's the problem for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost like cotton candy. Like, it just starts to melt instantly, mm-hmm. and I like not having to work for my candy, so yeah, yeah it's a plus. Yeah. 
it's not stuck to my teeth mm-hmm. like the milk dud is still. <laughs> I always think that freeze-dried candy should be on cupcakes. Like there's something about them that I think they should be decorations on things. Yeah. But these are like, I mean, they are delicious and everyone should buy them, but like they are horrifying looking. Like they look like yeah. <laughs> some type of Star Trek extra. It's going to attack you. Yeah. But it is delicious. They don't it's, look like they're going to be good, but they no. were. They were, yeah. I thought they were, when I first saw you pull them out, I thought they were like some type of marshmallow something. With coconut. They yes. look like yeah. they have coconut yeah. or something on them. Better in freeze-dried form, just more condensed flavor. Yeah. Less teeth stickage. <laughs> That's an official term. That is an official term. I just used it. So next we have our bonus item. So we usually just choose something that doesn't fit it with our theme that we just wanted to try. <laughs> I think that's really what that slide says. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so we have peach oolong Oreos. So peaches were first cultivated in China 4,000 years ago, but Romans called them for some reason Persian apples. <laughs> Don't know why. If it, The French word was, oh, I'm not French, but pêche, which turned into peach in English. The scientific name means Persian plum. Again, why Persian? Because the two are closely related. Persian plums, like plums and peaches are related. And then, although first from China, just like the other ingredient, oolong tea. So green tea is not oxidized. Black tea is fully oxidized. And oolong is semi-oxidized. The name, oh, there's a lot of stories out there. Could be that Wu means black and long means dragon because it's often called black dragon tea. And it's said when it's dried. It the leaves like curl and look like a dragon could be from the Wu Yi Mountains or from a guy named Wu Long who was distracted by a deer when picking tea, so it started to oxidize by the time he remembered what he was doing. <laughs> but now, thousands of years later, in Oreo form, and I'm excited. Yeah, let's give these a shot. We've tried many of Oreo before on the podcast, so this is uh, this is a new one. So let's give it a shot. It smells like a fuzzy peach, like the little gummy Ooh, They're one of my favorite. Very strong. Yeah, you're right. It does. I'm really on the fence about this one. I don't know if I love it or I'm disgusted by it. I love it. I love peach flavor, turns out. I don't know if I can, I can kind of taste the oolong, I guess. Like there's almost a green tea-ish flavor to it, but I like it with the chocolate. It's unexpected. I think the peach flavor is most abundant with this one. Yeah, <laughs> prominent. Yeah, prominence is a good word. I have nothing bad to say about it. It was really good. I enjoyed it. The peach flavor was really good. And like you said, it blended well with the chocolate of the cookie. I want it double stuffed. <laughs> yes. That ice, it, it is really odd how good that is. Maybe it's because the Oreo cookie isn't too strong of a chocolate fav- flavor. Yeah. Like a little yeah. dark chocolate, yeah. so it cuts that sweet a little bit. Yeah. You know what? The more yeah. I think about it, I'm giving that a win. That's delicious. Nice. I, I don't know why they don't make more white Oreo flavors with a white cookie. I'm not anti-chocolate, but it's just something I, I thought maybe if it had the vanilla cookie, it would be good too. Do you always get the vanilla girl guide cookie? Is that your favorite? Your go-to? Yeah, I do. Yes. I, well, I have to have one of each, but I have the chocolate first and then the vanilla to have that flavor you afterwards. Them? I do like the, the crazy person. Yeah, sometimes like- I do, but yeah. I mean, you have to have two when you have girl guide cookies because you have to have one of each. Sometimes you have to have, then I'm like, well, I like the vanilla, so I have three. <laughs> Sometimes it's 10. <laughs> I was going to say, like, two is very, very, I was like, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that look. Yeah. Kindred spirit over here. 
And next up, we have jalapeno cotton candy. And why jalapeno, eh? Because of the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> just one Nova of the Scotia, scene. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the scenes in the Trailer Park Boys. They were arguing about how to pronounce jalapeno or jalapeno. <laughs> so they were having chips, and you know, just our take on it. We could have got jalapeno chips, but we went with a jalapeno cotton candy instead. Just something different. And Ooh. yeah. Jalapeno. (laughs) So jalapenos have a rating scale of 4,800 Scoville heat units or SHUs. This scale measures how hot a chili pepper is and it was created by Wilbur Scoville back in 1912. Without getting too technical, this is determined by the, and I just, I'm going to mess this up, the organoleptic test, which consists of five trained testers, and that's quite the job, (laughs) who they try peppers that have been dried and then are dissolved in alcohol, which are then diluted in sugar water of decreasing concentrations. And when three of these tasters can no longer detect the heat, the Scoville heat units are determined, (laughs) which... What kind of job is that? Is really, yeah. And do you know how to tell if you're looking at them which jalapeno is hotter? Do you know it? No, I never thought of it. Do you? Is it like the smaller and redder they are? Nope. Well, I mean, maybe by different, like if it was red and green, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but um has white lines on it. So you kind of see the white lines and you think, oh, okay, this looks yeah. like a blemish and you wouldn't get it. But no, they're hotter. These are actually stretch marks indicating that the pepper was stressed. Like, for example, they might have spent extra time on the vine or went long times between waterings and are hotter. And I mean, everyone knows if you get jalapeno juice on your hands, that sucks. But you wash your hands with soap and water and then you should apply vegetable oil on your hands to get rid of the irritation. So don't go to the bathroom and... No. I mean, we've all, at least t- I've touched my eyes so many times after jalapenos. I should just wear gloves. Yeah. Now I'll just have irritated, oily eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And now we have cotton candy, like jalapeno and cotton candy form. I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> you can make Avery try it first. I'm, I'm, I said I'd be here. I'll do it. I doubt it's going to be too spicy. What the I don't want heck? that much. <laughs> It's a very yellow. There we go. A little bit of a bite. Tiny bit. <laughs> it's spicier than I thought. Yeah, it was definitely spicier. Than, <laughs> definitely spicier. Like you get the little sweetness at the first, and then when you get it at the back of your throat, it's definitely spicier back there. And then the sweetness again. Yeah. And kind of that jalapeno. I always say jalapenos taste a bit like dirt to me. Like spicy dirt. <laughs> I mean, I've never really ate, eaten dirt that I can recall, but there's always that kind of like, let's go with earthy. Earthy sounds better. Unami? No, that just sounds proper. Not as well, no, not everything that has umami flavor tastes like dirt. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah. So next up we have blue. Oh, I'm gonna mess it up. And I listened how to say this so I don't say macaroons three times before I came here. Macrons. And we, you know, we were fancy. We got them from Safeway. So do you want to say why we have blue macros? Yeah. So in the TV show, The Mandalorian, which are some Mandalorian characters. I don't know if anybody's walked around today, but there's <laughs> 654 Mandalorians out <laughs> on the floor. And Carl Weathers is here. And Katie, Katie Sackhoff? Sackhoff is oh, here, too. So, um, yeah, it was. we have to have Star Wars when we're doing this episode in yeah. some way. So this is the best thing that I found was from is it baby yoda or is it it's Grogu. Goru, but, Grogu. but yeah, the, what but does everybody prefer baby yoda yeah 
(laughs) (laughs) Cuteness personified. Yeah. Personified, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so he eats the macarons. So they're said to be introduced to the French by Catherine de' Medici in the 1500s. And she was Italian, but married to the King of France. Or was, did they come from a French monastery that made them in as early as 791? As the rue gastronomique says or some say some say it's a venetian monastery hence catherine bringing it to france where they just rip up ripoffs of persian baked goods with nuts incorporated anyway they did become popular and two french nuns sold them during the french revolution and then to kind of survive you know and then parisian bakers started making them and selling them and recipes were released in the 1800s and then they recently became popular when they were featured in the 2008 movie Marie Antoinette and that kind of the resurgence of them and now we have them blue which I think are coconut flavor we'll see when we try them I love these so much (laughs) I think I I follow so many people on Instagram and all they do Uh is just make them and it's amazing what people can do like they pipe them into like little teddy bears and Every time I've tried to make them, it looks horrific. I've made (laughs) egg-free nut-free ones before, and they weren't good. (laughs) It's like blueberry. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love it. Those were really good. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed them. I was expecting them to be a little bit more tooth-sticky, but they Mm -hmm. weren't, which was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Tooth-sticky. And, yeah, it was just fun to eat. The flavor was awesome. I really enjoyed them. When I mentioned that I was coming here to to try sci-fi fantasy-related food, Every single person was just like, are you going to have blue milk? So I'm excited that there was a blue something. <laughs> I thought of blue milk, but it wasn't, it wouldn't have been fun just to take milk and dye it blue. And taking milk, we, it would have to be cold. And what are the chances it wouldn't be? And you would come yeah. home, like, we make you sick. A lukewarm blue milk, just <laughs> I picture any effort would make it green. I don't know. It's good, but I kept wanting it to be peach because of that Oreo. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm dreaming about that flavor as we're talking. And next up, cookies. More cookies. <laughs> so there are a lot of characters from Clerks here at the show today. They're all at the back if you guys just turn around. <laughs> I couldn't really find much food that was involved with Clerks. Yeah, they, they have a convenience store, but they don't really do much on trying foods. So Kevin Smith, creator, director, star, Silent Bob. Was made mall rats. So, again, an old movie. If you're not too old, you might not get it. You're just looking at me like, I know you get it, Lena. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Uh, so, there's a part in the movie where they're talking, they go get cookies from a cookie stand. And Cookies by George is similar to this. And they're, they're talking about if the cookie stand is still part of the food court, even though the f- cookie stand is on the second floor, the food court's on the first floor. And Every time I go to a mall and I think about where Cookies by George is in the mall, it's nowhere as close to the food court. So this is kind of a fitting food to have. Um, mall or cookies. A cookie. Yeah, <laughs> mall cookies. And I enjoy Cookies by George. I don't know if I've ever had all of these kinds. but Yes, you have. Remember well, I used to work at Cookies by George <laughs> not that long? Well, a well, couple I of years ago now. one of them. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's its most biggest claim to fame is that I worked there. <laughs> For about two years. It, they've been around since 1983. Their headquarters are in Edmonton. They make good cookies. So we have milk chocolate chunk. And I remember it being the most popular from my time working there. We were always going through them. We have the cookie of the month, which is Jamaican, which is an espresso and rum cookie with coconut and a milk chocolate chunk in the center. 
Then we have the macaroon chocolate chunk cookie, which is gluten and vegan. Now, apparently macaroon comes from the Italian word macaron or macaron, meaning paste, originally made with almonds crushed into a paste. Italian monasteries or French monasteries might have made them first. They were brought to France by Catherine Medici. Medici. I said that, that wrong. Yeah, I bumped right into the mic. So basically, they're the same as a macaron, but somewhere along the way, coconut got at it and there's no egg whites. There was some sort of, yeah, just there's, see, they just seem to develop into their own cookie. So I don't, I don't know. Can we say it's the same thing? I think it's different, but we'll try it and see. Yeah. Not until we did a live show did I realize how awkward it is when we're eating. (laughs) 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 Sorry, guys. Okay. Next up is the Jamaican. This is the one I'm looking forward to because I never had it. So yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> closer Everyone loves that. Complex. There's a lot of flavors, and we can taste them all. And and now the macaroon. Oh, this one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big coconut person, but this is all coconut, and it's delicious. I don't know. They're all good. <laughs> so interesting. Like my grandma used to cook cook with uh, coconut all the time. And it was always like the shredded. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, like years and years later, every time I bite into it, I just oh. Grandma, I hear you. So good. <laughs> Aww. What, what one did you like the most? I'd say the macaroon was my favorite. It was soft. It was chewy. Not that the other ones were rock hard or anything, but it was just, it was really nice. I liked the coconut in it. And yeah, it was just a really good cookie all around. It kind of reminded me of a haystack cookie or yeah, yeah, spider cookie. Depends where you come from. I've learned in the country it's called a different thing. And I made like a healthy version of that with quinoa that I thought was good until I had this. (laughs) And I realized I've been missing out. Yeah. Yeah. I made some earlier in this year. So late last year, I guess. So yeah, I I enjoy them. They were good. This week's podcast shout out is going to repodcasting. Janet and Lucia recast favorite and not so favorite movies. They also cast Tony Danza because why not? I have to say though. This is an awesome podcast. I do enjoy it. I listen to it. Uh, They do awesome movies, and they were also part of doing a live podcast from the Calgary Expo as well. I saw most of their podcasts, and, you know, it was awesome to see them do it live. And Lucia was there watching our podcast, so awesome shout-out to her and Repodcasting. Like I said, it's an awesome podcast. It's part of the Alberta Podcast Network here, so make sure you give that a listen. So what was everybody's favorite item here today? Top two items. Maybe top three. There were some good ones. I mean, there was only one bad, which I'd say with the milk duds. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. They were a dud. Yeah, I, I stretched that. There. <laughs> I just ignored it. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't need to acknowledge that it was that bad. For me, it was the pop or the Oreos. The caramel apple pop and peach Oreos, peach oolong. I can't decide. I'm going to go with the uh, jalapeno oh. cotton candy. It was weirdly mm. delicious. And I think it would be really good on a cocktail or something like a fancy oh. martini. Because then if you like a spicy drink, sometimes you could throw that in. But then that delicious Cookies by George macaroon, macaron. Oh, my goodness. It's it's between those two. I'm going to go with the Oreo or the freeze-dried um, mm. milk dud. Because those were really good. They were, they were almost like cotton candy themselves. Yeah, but we're going to wrap up. But we'll ask the question we always do. <laughs> what have you had to eat recently that's... Noteworthy or good. We'll put you, you on can, the spot. Gosh. <laughs> if you want to think, we'll ask Avery. Okay. Yeah, let me think. <laughs> what you think. <laughs> really? Nothing's come to mind for me? You made pork skewers last night that were good. <laughs> <laughs> the tzatziki was really good. I enjoyed the tzatziki. So. Oh, yeah. good. I've been kind of 
eating healthy. So the best thing I thought I had were those quinoa cookies. (laughs) Now I'd say what I had today. (laughs) Okay, I've got one. Um, Sometimes when I'm really trying to be healthy, but I want to like kind of be, you know, a little little naughty, um, I'll go to Costco and I'll just get a giant jar of kimchi. And so lately Mm -hmm. I've just been eating kimchi right out of the jar. So it is... It's, it's an easy snack. It's delicious. And so I'm going to go with that. I had kimchi last night from the jar. Delicious. Thanks. Thanks. Easy. <laughs> but um, Lexi, thanks for coming on. Where can we find Thank your you. podcast? You can find us on Apple. Um, you know, anywhere that you find your favorite uh, podcast, you can find Dork Matters. And I host that with Ben Rankle, who is a local author and illustrator. And we would love to uh, yeah, have you guys out sometime to do a little dorking out about food. Yeah, yeah we can definitely do that. I can talk for hours about food. Um, we do. We but, literally do. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for staying around. Yeah. Thanks for uh, checking out our podcast. We really appreciate it. So um, keep on eating. Keep on eating. If anyone wants some treats, and I don't know how COVID like that is, but please. <laughs> those, those Oreos. We could give out packages of Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>